2: WGL HD3 Philadelphia. From the Cheery Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The revolution
3: will be broadcast. Yes.
1: This, this
2: is the next generation of talk. Now, this is the drive at of non-stop talk with Rich Zioli.
3: The
4: Dumpster Fire S show that is the funny Willis trial is going on right now as she testifies about her affair with Nathan Wade, who she brought on to be the special prosecutor against former President Donald Trump, and the question of whether or not she's going to be uh, thrown off the case. Welcome back to the show. Glad you're here today. 855-839-1210 on Twitter, at Rich Zioli. <laughs> Uh, she wrote this book, you know, called find me the votes. And basically, uh, within the book, or I don't know, did she write it or she's in the book? I guess she's in the book, right? Um, she goes on about all of her finances and everything like this and why she wanted to be the district attorney of Fulton County and blah, blah, blah. Here's what we know. We know that she and Nathan Wade, um, had sex. We know that they had a romantic relationship. The question of course is the timing, which will establish whether or not this is inappropriate. And that she should be removed from the case. So the question is really, really simple. Did she have an inappropriate relationship with Mr. Wade when she brought Mr. Wade on to be the prosecutor? And it's important to note something. Nathan Wade was not qualified to be the prosecutor in this case. Again, you know, I'm happy she picked him because he's not, he's not an expert in RICO cases. So, you know, selfishly, as a guy who doesn't want to see Trump have to go to prison in Georgia, I'm thrilled that she hired a guy who's not experienced in going after Rico. But she has an obligation to her office, to the taxpayers, to hire competent people. And she didn't because Nathan Wade had expertise in, you know, municipal court, traffic court, and things like that. And then he becomes the lead prosecutor in a case to go after the former president of the United States of America under a a rico charge which is typically what's used to bring down organized crime and while i'm personally happy that nathan wade was not qualified for that position as the district attorney she has an obligation to bring on people who can get the case done on behalf of her clients who are the taxpayers of fulton county instead she brought on her boyfriend and or her ex-boyfriend depending on the timeline but again you'd have to be a fool in my opinion to believe that they really broke up in the summer of 2021. And then she hires him in November of 2021 and they start taking all these trips together, but they're just taking trips as just friends and she's reimbursing him cash for all these trips while he's getting paid by her office. So, I mean, you know, there's an old saying, which is I was born at night, but not last night. And there's another saying, which is you can tinkle on my leg, but don't tell me it's raining. You know, I, I you just have to put this together and say two people who were romantically involved and then break up and then go on all of these lavish getaways together don't do that if they're really not still having a relationship. And this condo that they had together, and you know whether or not he's helping pay for this, and this was their love shack. And I mean, th- this this th- the very fact of the matter is here is that I think that Judge Scott McAfee is is ultimately going to have to rule that this is she can't she cannot continue with this prosecution. It, this thing is too tainted here. It's too tainted. It, the the timelines are all messy and clunky and at best at best she brings on her ex-boyfriend and then they just they're they're truly platonic friends traveling together during the period where they're building a case against Donald Trump and then ultimately indicting him. But again, that timeline contradicts the timeline because, as Matt pointed out, they actually started investigating Trump in February of 2021. They didn't break up until, according to her, July or August of 2021. And he's hired in November of 2021. Trump's not indicted until 2023. That means that this investigation's ongoing while they're together romantically, but he's not in her employ. And then it's going on when they're apparently. Really, really good ex-boyfriend, girlfriend friends traveling on taking trips together and keeping their hands off each other as they, you know, share a bed in the in the cruise room together. Or maybe they got twin beds. I I I don't I, I don't know, but it just and then you have to believe that and you have to believe that really there was nothing going on. And does anybody really believe that? And now we get into this whole issue of cash and where all this cash comes from. And she said earlier that she took out a bunch of cash from her campaign and had it at her house. Because that's the other question: Where did she get all this money to start paying back Nathan Wade all these trips? And she says, "Well, I made a lot of money. I make uh, two hundred and something thousand dollars a year as a, you know, as a district attorney. I got all kinds of cash. I make I make a good living, and that is a very good living, actually, especially when you have the ability to spend all day with your." your gumad, you know, taking these, these long car rides and everything like that. So, uh, so this isn't what's at the heart of this case right now. And her close friend, who's no longer her friend testified earlier that their relationship, the relationship with Nathan Wade and Fawny Willis began in 2019. Now, if that's the case then, and it began in 2019, but didn't end until the summer of 2021 but he was not born on until November of 2021, then the only thing that you'd have to believe then is that she managed to maintain really close friendship with her ex-boyfriend as they're taking all these trips together. Unless I'm getting something wrong about the timeline, but I don't think I am, Matt, right? I mean, she said they broke up in the summer of 21, right? Uh, I'm not sure, I, that I don't remember. Um, but either way,
5: it's pretty clear that they were romantically involved at some point during this, uh, prosecution of, of Donald Trump during this indictment.
4: See, that's what I'm trying to understand here. When, when she claims that, can you, can you look that up for me and see if, see if they have, um, see if that answer's out there yet, because I know that they're posting clips of what she's been saying, but you know, the question about when, when this, when this relationship ended, um, and by the way, the judge is very angry at her because she's not answering questions directly. Yeah, that's why it's difficult to tell when for sure
5: she claims the relationship ended because she won't answer anything directly.
4: Yeah. Um, see, I'm trying to figure this out now. And then, and also, there's no proof of any reimbursements to Nathan Wade either uh, either. Uh, that's, th- there's no proof of that. She also just said a couple moments ago, I'm not going to emasculate a black man. She just said that, too. I'll send you that. Greg Price says that one, Matt, actually, if you want to grab it. Um, so it, the, the timeline's all murky. The whole thing just stinks. Here she is talking about her physical
5: relationship and when it ended, if you want to hear that. Yeah, go Maybe ahead. Let's see that. some clarity.
6: Your best recollection was that your relationship with Mr. Wade, the romantic relationship uh ended um you left it in august of 2023
4: for 23 okay
6: that sound right
0: that's the hard conversation that's not that
6: uh... we've covered this next question and you characterize it as a tough conversation correct yes okay. i'm not going to get into the conversation per we se should well if he doesn't want to, we won't go there. So Mr. Sedan, next question. <laughs> you know, it's kinda of hard to say no when you've got that opportunity. All I'm gonna say is it was it pre indictment in this case? So we know the timeline that the indictment was delivered.
0: Okay. Well, but, actually, and, was and, and so they were clear, that we clear the okay. physical relationship ended pre indictment.
6: And is that when you were talking about the tough conversation?
0: But I, the phys, I'm not sure that the tough conversation didn't happen until after, but the physical relationship. So I'm sure if you ask Mr. Wade, because he's a male, he would say we ended June or July because physical contact ended then. Just in my mind, being a woman, it's over when you have that like hard conversation. That's, I just think women and men think differently.
6: And I think the answer, Mr. out to your question was she's not sure whether it was before or after the indictment. Well, I'm not. I'm not sure that that was her answer, but let's see if I can get specific.
0: That is what I said. That's what I said.
6: I'll let you. Next question, Mr. Sado. If you need to clarify. Want it to by. say one more? The romantic relationship ended before the indictment was returned. Yes or no?
0: To a man, yes.
6: Well, to a man, yes. To you, no. She, she's explained this, Mr. Right. Sado. She's <laughs> explained this. And did the in the did the forthcoming indictment have anything to do with that Ooh. or was it just a coincidence? <clears throat>
0: Mr. Let's go on and have the conversation.
6: No, I'm just asking you whether or not it was a coincidence. Had
0: absolutely or? nothing to do with this.
4: All right. So I, I had the wrong year there. I, the relationship ended in twenty three and twenty one is when she has the, the condo. that's the timeline she's got the condo and he's visiting her as a friend and then she hires him in november of 2021 so the question well she said summer of 2023 right maybe what we just heard 23 yeah she said
5: that they broke up before the indictment of trump in summer 2023 august 2023 to be exact By some definition, but by other definitions, it sounds as though they may still have been together. It's just the physical aspect was uh, now removed from the relationship.
4: All right. Now, the final question here that the attorney's asking, there's not a single solitary document showing that you have withdrawn the cash to pay him back, meaning Nathan Wade. All right. Let's jump in and hear this part, because this is interesting. I mean, did she pay him back? Yes or no? I had
6: one question, Ms. Willis. Can you hear me?
0: Yes, sir.
4: In the time period between February 2021 and January of 2022, while you were staying at the Yurdy Convent, did
7: your father ever come and visit you during that time period at the Yurdy Convent?
0: He did not. That's all I have. Thank you, Your Honor. All
6: right. Uh, Miss Cross, I would imagine you have a number of topics to cover with Miss Willis that will take more than... 10 to 15 minutes uh, i do okay then i think we've reached a stopping point for today and so oh! uh, Ms. Willis, i'd ask you if you can step down now and i'd uh, I also remind you that uh you're not to discuss your testimony or uh that of any other Be back here and we'll begin again at 9 a.m
4: can we come on the air at 9 a.m tomorrow uh, we'll do 9 please this time tomorrow. maybe i can just uh live stream it and just talk over it starting at 9 a.m think i can pull that off <laughs> I could do that. <laughs> you might get a uh, DMCA'd. They might shut you down. DMCA'd? What yeah. does that mean?
8: Like, if you're just talking over on a live stream, like you're yeah. streaming, I don't think they'd let you do that.
4: How could I do that? How could we, we, we figure that out? There's maybe maybe you could. I don't oh, know. I could. You know what I could do? I could hook up, I have that road, my roadcaster. I can take the feed live from Fox News. Talk over it on the microphone. Sure, but it wouldn't be live. Yeah, because I I would I I wouldn't have the ability to. Can I broadcast that at live? Though, is the question. Can I do that?
5: You could do like a you could do like a Twitter Spaces or I something. could do
4: yeah I could do that.
5: That might be interesting.
4: I'm probably too lazy to do that, but yeah. I I may. It's why possible.
5: Are you, why are you created more work for yourself? You have a four hour show tomorrow. I know. Tomorrow You're we have a four hour show. Of time. Damn it.
4: Uh, All right. Well, this is uh, what she said about I'm not going to emasculate a black man here. Take a listen to this.
0: Very limited contact because um, Mr. Wade had a form of cancer that makes your allegations somewhat ridiculous.
6: I I do appreciate the characterization. I'm not going to
0: emasculate a black man, but I'm I'm just telling you. I'm sorry, what? I'm not going to emasculate a black man.
4: Did you understand that?
6: Well, right, I don't think we back should on discuss track. further. Mr. Sado, next question. Trying to, Your Honor. <clears throat> you My wife emasculates me okay? all the time.
4: Do you know that when our handyman Tom was over the other day and he was doing stuff like actual like stuff that I can't do, she had him hang a freaking picture? <laughs> I'm not even joking. I walked out and I said, what is happening right now? She like, well, since Tom was here, I had him hang these pictures for us. I said, I feel so emasculated right now.
3: That's pretty bad.
4: It de- it's
5: very bad. I think it depends. I think it's a nice no. gesture if she thinks, oh, this is one less thing Rich has to do. But if she thought, like, you were incapable of hanging the pictures, then, yeah,
4: that's that's kind of... A man can hang a freaking picture. <laughs> well, can you? Yes! <laughs> not straight, but I can hang it. You put a nail on the wall. It's not that hard. Uh... Don Senslin just sent us the breaking news story. Uh, special counsel charges FBI informant with lying to the Bureau about Hunter and Joe Biden. Alexander Smirnov disliked President Joe Biden, according to the Justice Department. He was arrested in Las Vegas after returning from a trip overseas. An FBI confidential human source has been indicted on two counts of allegedly feeding the Bureau false information about President Joe Biden and his son, Hunter Biden, during the 2020 presidential campaign. Alexander Smirnov, 43, who disliked President Joe Biden, was arrested in Las Vegas after returning from a trip overseas. Uh, It alleges that he had been an informant for the FBI since 2010 and provided false derogatory information to the FBI about both Bidens after Joe Biden became a candidate for president in 2020. And that uh, he told the FBI falsely that officials with Burisma, the Ukrainian energy company that Hunter Biden worked for, had told him they hired Hunter Biden because he would protect us through his dad from all kinds of problems. He allegedly told the FBI, again, falsely, that Burisma officials had told him they paid Hunter Biden and Joe Biden $5 million and that it would take investigators 10 years to find the illicit payments to Joe Biden. Now, why is he... I, I, this is very obvious obviously what, what, what the fbi is doing here the fbi is doing this to try to destroy the case against uh hunter biden because if you can say that the people that are making these allegations are lying and the fbi arrests them for lying i don't know how how does the fbi know any anything that he said here is false how how does he how does he know that these things are fabrications that's what i want to understand this is what the fbi says here they say quote As alleged herein, the events the defendant first reported to the handler in June 2020 were fabrications. In truth, in fact, the defendant had contact with executives from Burisma in 2017 after the end of the Obama-Biden administration and after the then-Ukrainian prosecutor general had been fired in February 2016. In other words, when Joe Biden had no ability to influence U.S. policy and when the prosecutor general was no longer in office. In short, when the defendant transformed his routine and unextraordinary business contacts with Burisma in 2017 and later into bribery allegations against Joe Biden, presumptive nominee of one of the two major political parties for president after expressing bias against Joe Biden and his candidacy. First of all, how does the FBI know these claims are false? These, these claims are literally what's being investigated right now by Congress. Secondly, how come nobody ever gets arrested by the FBI for making false claims about Trump and Russia collusion or anything like that? And the other point, too, is that and this I remember this guy. This is the guy who said he was overseas and they were he, he didn't want to come back to the U.S. because they were going to arrest him and he has all the goods on this. This is just a way I think they're trying to just absolutely destroy this guy's credibility is what this is. So that's the way I see this. And how does the FBI know these allegations against Joe Biden are false when they're literally being investigated by the United States Congress as we speak right now? Huh? How? How? I'm just trying to figure that out. How does it, how do the, 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 literally what the, what, what Congress has authorized in their impeachment investigation is all of these claims. So now the United States government has decided that the Bidens were not involved in any bribery schemes whatsoever. And the official conclusion is that we're going to arrest somebody who says that they were so that, so that we can obviously destroy their credibility as a witness. Am I, am I missing something here? Because it certainly seems to me to be what I'm, what I'm understanding here by this. Um, okay. Well, I, I mean, there's going to be more to come on this. No doubt about it. No question about that. But that, thank you, Dawn, for sending that our way. It just broke a short time ago. Un- unbelievable. Um, I have some other stories here and some things I'm not going to mention at the moment, but other things I want to get, you know, what I'm going to do How about this. How about I um, play this clip? Matt Taibbi, the same people that cooked the intelligence report that Russia interfered with the election also surveilled Trump aides in 2016. How come none of these people get arrested is my question. You make claims about the Bidens, you get arrested. But if you make all these false claims about Trump, you don't. Right. You, nothing happens to you. In fact, you get lavish TV contracts and you're able to go on television like John Brennan and, and, and moan about the death of democracy like John Brennan and that other, that, that other idiot who's always on TV talking about the end of democracy. The two of them should both be in prison. But here's Matt Taibbi, uh, cut 10.
5: It's hard to verify because, you know, we were told that this special counsel this Durham, was going to gonna get to the bottom of it. Are you saying he missed this?
8: We were told that the scope of the Durham investigation was limited um, to a few areas and that uh, he wasn't looking at this particular direction. Uh, the information that we have the investigation that was conducted by the house permanent select committee on investigations of intelligence excuse me um what they found was a broad political espionage campaign and there were two main conclusions that are at the center of our our reports one is that at least 26 trump aides and associates were improperly and without predication placed under surveillance in the election year of 2016 and the other one is that these same folks Uh, cook the intelligence uh, for the January 6th, 2017 intelligence community assessment saying that Russia uh, interfered to, I'm sorry, conducted an influence campaign to help Donald Trump. Uh, It's a WMD style story. Uh, They suppressed dissenting opinions and created a false narrative.
4: Okay. Now, none of these people have gone to jail. None of these people ever get in trouble for doing any of these things. Michael Schellenberger telling Jesse Waters last night that the Missing classified documents on Obama launching the Trump Russia allegations could have been the reason for the FBI Mar-Lago raid. Now remember, we speculated this very thing when the when the raid happened. Do you remember this? I remember this like it was yesterday. When they raided Mar-Lago, I remember saying to you, is what are they really trying to get here? Because there's a civil process, and I've explained this before, but there's a civil process when the president, the former president, takes things that the United States alleges is is United States property, then there's a process. It's a civil process whereby you go through that to get that property back to the archivists of the United States. Ultimately, the United States is probably going to win, but there's a process and it's not a criminal one. So when the FBI raided Mar-a-Lago. The question that I had is, what's the rush? Where's the fire here? You know what I mean? Like what, what, what's the right? These these documents are there. What was so sensitive that they had to go and raid Mar-a-Lago and and seize these classified documents? What was in them that would be so urgent? And it certainly was not him drawing a a battle plan for attacking Iran on the back of a napkin. It goes like, boom, and then there's Tehran, boom, look at that, and then all the blow-up. I don't think that that's what they were really after. So I said at the time, does this all connect the fact that This everything that they did about Trump. Remember, he declassified all this stuff on his way out the door. And then is that what he had in his possession, which was declassified? But it would prove ultimately that, yes, Barack Obama and Barack Obama's CIA were absolutely 100 percent behind the Trump-Russia collusion and that this was not something that just started because of Hillary Clinton's dossier. The dossier is the MacGuffin to move the uh, plot along, but it's not. it was not really truly the source of this. It was an excuse, and Trump classified those documents on the way out the door. He he then says they're declassified. I'm taking them with me, and then I think, and what I said to you at the time was, I think they're very worried he's going to expose all this and then embarrass Obama and ultimately blow the lid on all this. Now, the government says those are still classified. We want them. Trump says, I declassified them. They're my personal records. I'm taking them with me. If the government of the United States and the former president have a dispute over that, there's a civil process whereby that goes through. And remember, we talked about this because there was a case in D.C. involving Bill Clinton's sock drawer, which had classified stuff in it. And the judge in the case, who was a D.C. judge, said you have to defer to the president on whether or not it was declassified because there is not a formal process to declassify something. I said, what was, why would they need to go guns blazing and, and raid the president's, the former president's home? Unless they were something there, they were very worried and they had to get their hands on. And it was not the battle plans to attack Iran, to make, uh, to make them go boom. That was not that. So what was it? And I think Michael Schoenberger is spot on here. Cut number 11. What about this binder that
5: encapsulates this whole thing? And, no one knows where it is right now or Trump has
3: it. What's that?
1: Well, Jesse, we'll have a piece tomorrow that is specifically about the binder. But uh, as a friend of uh, of the show and of yours on this, I'll say that there has been widespread speculation that this binder was the was the reason or a reason for the FBI raid of Mar-a-Lago. And we'll be discussing that tomorrow. But obviously, if this binder contains what we have been told that it contains, which may include raw intelligence information showing that the U.S. government, the CIA and the intelligence community of the U.S. government initiated the Russia collusion hoax, that it did not occur in the way that the official story, including the Durham investigation, had portrayed it. Then that's extremely serious information. And it may be, if the FBI then went to go get it in order to continue the cover up of this information, that obviously adds an even more dramatic wrinkle to this. Again, we'll have more to say about it tomorrow, but this is a huge, huge story. I mean, I can't, I've been thinking about it in the history of the United States of America. Have we ever had something like this where the intelligence community was weaponized against a political candidate? And, and using our foreign allies to do it, I, I can't think of a more important or dramatic story.
4: He's right. I mean, and what he put out today uh, is uh, the latest on this now is that CIA analysts embellished the 2017 report on a Russian influence campaign to help Trump, a Russian influence campaign designed to help Trump by upgrading unreliable sources to reliable and vice versa. In three to four instances, investigators couldn't find a credible historic reporting line for sources. That's the latest piece that he published at Racket News, which came out about, I don't know, like an hour or so ago. Russia didn't fear Hillary Clinton. It was a relationship they were comfortable with. Some CIA analysts believed, but intelligence was suppressed. On the fall of the last great Russia myth, the CIA cooked the intelligence to hide the fact that Russia favored Clinton and not Trump in 2016. And he writes, the Trump-Russia scandal made its formal public launch on January 6, 2017, when the office of then Director of National Intelligence, James Clapper, who should be in prison, published an Intelligence Community Assessment, or ICA, dominating headlines and upending the incoming Donald Trump administration. The report declared Russian President Vladimir Putin ordered an influence campaign in the 2016 presidential election. They never used the word influence to denigrate Hillary Clinton and harm her electability thanks to a clear preference for president-elect Donald Trump. It's powerful stuff and dead wrong. It was a lie. They put that out there so that they would make you believe that Putin wanted Donald Trump to be president. Now, I'll get into this in the six o'clock hour because Putin today came out and said he wants Joe Biden to be president. And I'm not surprised by that. And I'll give you my thoughts on that as well as things go on. but. That's the latest on that. And, and you know, my Zioli Fugese sense is usually pretty spot on about this stuff. They went in there and raided mar lago because the proof was all there. Trump declassified all that stuff and had it with him and they wanted it back. And they were, they were not going to go through the civil process with the archivists of the United States of America because they didn't want to. They, did, they were too worried that they would let him keep it. Or that it would drag on or that he would do something with it in the meantime. So they went down there and they seized it. And that tells me that there was something in there that they were afraid of coming out. And it was not because it was anything really jeopardizing national security. Give me a break. But um, I think that that what, what these guys have on earth here, it proves that. Proves that beyond a doubt. And then I was right, once again, with my suspicion that there was more to this raid than just simply the fact that they wanted all these boxes of documents back. So. All right. um, A lot more to say. There's a lot of reaction, obviously, from the Fawny Willis uh, train wreck testimony. Nathan Wade's train wreck testimony. And Donald Trump says definitively whether or not Nikki Haley will ever be his vice president. But before I get to that, and that is, by the way, the big story of the day brought to you by my buddy, Dr. Mike Venaria, VenariaDental.com. Go see him today for your perfect smile. He's the best and he will give you the smile that you deserve dot dental.com dr mike Veneria, um nj diet's gonna help you lose weight look spring is right around the corner we're talking about i think it's march 10th when we spring forward which is great uh your chance to lose weight feel great look your best is with njdiet.com. they will help you guaranteed and you know what their weight loss works faster than all those injections and without the side effects so if you're ready, let's do this. Their results are nearly twice as fast as weight loss injections without any of those nasty side effects. With NJ Diet, you will lose a contractually guaranteed 20 to 40 plus pounds in only 40 days. NJ Diet uses your hair and saliva along with bioenergetic scans to personalize natural solutions and supplements that get you and your body into the fat burning zone. Then NJ Diet uses your DNA info to help you keep the weight off. So don't take shots the rest of your life. Lose a contractually guaranteed 20 to 40 plus pounds in only 40 days. Naturally, quickly, and safely with NJ Diet. No hormones, no prepackaged foods, no shots. You even get the doctor's personal email and phone number. So call 855-5-NJ-DIET. That's 855-5-NJ-DIET or schedule your consult today at NJDiet.com. NJDiet.com.
2: The Zioli Show on your schedule from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app.
4: Can't get enough of Nathan Wade. Fonny Willis couldn't get enough of Nathan Wade. Lots of trips and apparently paid them all back in cash. Welcome back to the show. Glad you're here. We have spent uh, quite a bit of time today on the trial but, um, I want to play you a clip. This is uh regarding the money. So you see now, uh, the allegation, of course, is that they went on these trips together, and it was not her using money that was his money, which he was getting paid by through her office for prosecuting Trump. It was just simply a situation where um she wound up giving him cash. I mean, I just sent you a I just texted you a clip, and she said she would pay back. Nathan, Wade, I don't know, maybe you have this one already in cash for their vacations, but didn't go to the ATM to get the cash because there's no record. There's no record of any cash withdrawals or anything. So at one point today, she said, I took money out of my campaign, I had a lot of cash at the house. But the first thing I think of is, is that a campaign finance violation? Because you're not really supposed to have campaign cash lying around. I mean, you know, that's not usually typically what you're supposed to do. So there's that issue, but she would she would pay him back. Well, take a listen. Go ahead. Yes, ma'am.
0: So let's talk about both of those. I know he initially paid for it. Did you pay him back for the cruise and for Aruba? Yeah, I gave him his money before we ever went on that trip. You gave him cash before you ever went on the trip? Mm hmm. Okay. And so when you got cash to pay him back on these trips, would you go to the ATM? No, lady. You would not go to the ATM? No. In my worst days, has probably only been 500 or or $1,000. At my best days, I probably had $15,000 in my house of cash. At all times, there's going to be cash in my house or wherever I'm laying my head. The money that you paid, Mr. Wade, the cash in October of 2022, you do not know where that money came from. I do know where it came from. It came from my sweat and tears.
4: But yes, ma'am. Uh, my sweat and tears. Now, this is interesting to me as well, because. Earlier, she testified that she was terrified of her life. She was afraid for her life, so she had to move out of her house into this condo, which is their love shack, in my opinion. But she's not that afraid to keep up to $15,000 cash in her house at all times. That strikes me as a little bit odd. You know what I mean? She's so worried about her safety that she has to move out of the house, even though her dad's there. The kids go there. Uh, and she goes to this condo, and nobody else goes to the condo but her. And also, Nathan Wade comes to visit more than 10 times, but not exactly sure how many times. Nobody else comes, just him. Not her kids, not her dad, not the woman who owned the condo, nobody but her good buddy, Nathan Wade. But they weren't having relations yet at this point, allegedly, we're supposed to believe. And She's so worried about that house that she couldn't stay in so she had to move into this condo. Remember, Nathan Wade's married during all this, so I think that becomes their, their little romantic getaway. Uh, but she doesn't, she's not worried enough to, that... I mean, you just got 15 grand lying around. Where are you getting all this cash from? Where's all this money coming from? Because where's the proof that you ever gave him money? Where's the proof that you ever actually paid your own way for these trips? If the allegation is, hey, you went to Belize, you went, you went on these cruises, you went to Napa and all these things, and he's paying for it, and you're paying him through your office, then you are enriching yourself through your office. And she goes, no, 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 I paid him back. I, I, I paid for my, my, my share. Well, then how do you prove that? Did you, did you, is there an ATM receipt? Is there a transaction? Pull up your bank statement, anything there? No, because I had the cash. I had the cash just at my house, just lying around. I just have cash. I just keep cash around. So, I mean, does that pass the smell test, in your opinion? Here's another clip of her. Take a listen.
0: ...county that that was paid. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about outside of that. Did you ever pay him anything other than cash? I've only given him cash a few times in in the course of what we're talking about. If we would go to dinner... Let
6: let her finish her answer.
0: If we would go to dinner, I wouldn't (laughs) give him cash because he paid for dinner or I paid for dinner. I've given him cash only a few times in life, probably four. Okay. Probably the most money I've ever handed him is $2,500. The least amount of money I've handed him, probably between 500 and and $1,000. You never wrote him a check? Ma'am, I don't have checks. Okay. Um, so you have no proof of any reimbursement for any of these things because it was all cash, right? The testimony of one witness is enough to prove a fact. So my question Are you was, me you have lying to you? Is that what you're intimating right here? I'm asking if you have any proof that you paid for I any mean, of the, the proof is what I just told you. You have no written proof. Is that correct? So I have some, um, probably some transactions like in Belize. I probably spent five hundred dollars on my card uh, in Belize. I spent eight hundred. I can't remember nine hundred bucks on each of our tickets to go to Belize.
4: Okay. Now, um, interesting, very interesting. By the way, is another breaking story, BlackRock. You know the group BlackRock? We've talked a lot about them over the years. They're a big hedge fund group. Um, BlackRock has followed the lead of J.P. Morgan and State Street by withdrawing over $9 trillion in assets under management from Climate Action 100 after facing increased antitrust scrutiny over their involvement with a climate cartel. And Representative Jim Jordan tweeted out that he subpoenaed BlackRock as part of the committee's ESG investigation. So that happened today. He said, today's decision by J.P. Morgan and State Street are big wins for freedom and the economy. And we hope more financial institutions follow suit in abandoning collusive ESG actions. So they are abandoning the U.N.-backed climate group known as Climate Action 100+ after the group became the target of increased antitrust security. So that happened today as well. And of course, the breaking story is that the FBI informant at the heart of the the bribery allegations against the Bidens has been indicted for false statements. I'm amazed at this. I'm amazed at what they're doing here. This is the government trying to destroy the case against the president by going after the guy who says, I, I know that the Bidens were getting rich off of Ukraine and Burisma. How does the government know that he's wrong? How does the government know that? We have not proven that Biden is not, not corrupt. They have not proven that. So, so how can you say the guy's making false statements? This is obviously just a way to intimidate him and then you know, destroy his credibility and destroy the case. So you're going to hear the mainstream corporate media tonight parrot that. That'll be the big story. It won't be the phony Willis testimony. It'll be that. FBI informant arrested, blah, blah, blah. That's, I guarantee it. That'll be, the, that'll be the big story that they all start with at 6.30 tonight. ABC, NBC, CBS, with all their evening newscasts. You mark my words. And then tomorrow, I'm sure on Newsbusters, we'll have a little montage for you because they'll probably do it again in the morning shows too. And there'll be a little bit of funny Willis, but they'll portray her as, of course, a victim of these evil uh, Trump people who are trying to make her out to be some sort of a, of a, of a floozy. You know, a floozy. Uh, Donald Trump uh, was asked about Nikki Haley and uh, definitively he put it to rest once and for all that uh, she will never be his vice president. Thank God. Cut number 12.
3: But when I say that Obama is the president of our country, blah, 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 they go, he doesn't know that's Biden. He doesn't know. So it's very hard to be sarcastic. When I interpose because I'm not a Nikki fan and I'm not a Pelosi fan. And when I purposely interpose names, they said he didn't know Pelosi from Nikki, from Tricky Nikki, Tricky Dicky. He didn't know. I interpose and they make a big deal out of it. I said, no, no, I think they both stink. They have something in common, they both stink. And remember this, when I make a statement like that about Nikki, that means she will never be running for vice president. She will never be running for vice president. Remember that. There are things you can say about people. Do you ever see where, you know, you're really hitting one person, they're hitting you, you know, but it goes to a level. But we're at the level now, I am in particular, bird brain and lots of other things. There are things that when you say that you're never going to have her so... I hope nobody wants her because i think she's absolutely terrible she's terrible. so you're never gonna have her and i don't think anybody's very devastated we do have a lot of great people by the way we do have a lot of t- he's screaming tim's got
4: good excellent um glad i'm glad to hear that hey uh Nikki haley was actually asked by john roberts you know why why are you going through this why are you why 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 are you doing this here cut 13. last question just on that whole point of south carolina new
6: cbs poll Uh, out uh, shows that Donald Trump is 35 points ahead of you now. He's increased his lead. And here's a question I have. We're just a little more than a week away from South Carolina. At the moment, it looks like you're going to go into that contest and lose badly in your home state, which would forever be a cloud over your political career. Why go through with it?
0: So, first of all, um, that's what they said before New Hampshire, and I got 43 percent of the vote. Our polls do not show that. That is not what we're seeing. And we're going to close that gap. But more than that, you're asking me about my political career. That's the problem with politics. Donald Trump's worried about his image. Joe Biden's worried about his image. I'm not worried about mine. I'm worried about the future of America.
4: OK, very good. Um, also, some more breaking news. Special Counsel Robert Hur. Will testify on Joe Biden and the classified documents and his decision not to charge him. He will go before the House Judiciary Committee, I believe it is. Uh, that will be next month, and that is a story that just broke. So he's obviously the, spe- the special counsel who said Biden was hiding his own Easter eggs and was a you know kind old man with a bad memory, so a jury would never convict him. When he wrote the following. We conclude that no criminal charges are warranted in this matter. We would conclude the same even if there was no policy against charging a sitting president. Our investigation uncovered evidence that President Biden willfully retained and disclosed classified information after his vice presidency when he was a private citizen. The Materials included marked classified documents about military and foreign policy in Afghanistan. Gee, how come the FBI didn't go and raid those and get those? It sounds like they could be kind of serious, huh? Notebooks containing Mr. Biden's handwritten entries about issues of national security and foreign policy implicating sensitive intelligence sources and methods. Again, why no FBI raid to seize all those documents? Hmm. FBI agents recovered those materials from the garage, offices, and basement den in Mr. Biden's Wilmington, Delaware home, the report added. But my question is they were there for years, years and years and years. So why didn't the FBI go in sooner and grab all those things? Hmm. And, the, and you know, the only reason why the FBI went in there and got those things was because Biden and the AG told them to, so that would look like it was even with what they were doing to Trump. But that's not how the government usually handles it. And the proof is the fact that Joe Biden had these documents for years, for years. The report says investigators found Biden's memory was significantly limited when they conducted interviews with the president. Even in recordings from 2017 of conversations between Biden and his ghostwriter, Biden was often painfully slow, with Mr. Biden struggling to remember events and straining at times to read and relay his own notebook entries. Excuse me. In interviews last year, investigators found Biden's memory to be even worse. He did not remember when his term as vice president ended in one interview or when it began in another interview. He also could not remember even within several years when his son Bo died. And so they said it would be difficult to convince a jury that they should convict him by then a former president well into his 80s, of a serious felony that requires a mental state of willfulness. Mr. Biden would likely present himself to a jury, as he did during an interview of him, as a sympathetic, well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory, adding that Biden is someone for whom many jurors will want to identify reasonable doubt. Uh, Jen Psaki, the snarky former White House press secretary, suggests that Robert Hurst should be investigated. Cut 15.
7: You know, one of the points that you've made and and, uh, other legal minds have said about this report is that it kind of goes, of course, outside of the scope of norms. It it goes, his reporting and who he talked to went outside of what would be normal, even for a special counsel. Do you think that should be investigated or looked into? Because the judicial system, the judiciary is kind of in a... Uh, Not not a positive view necessarily by the American public at this point. Well, in the role that I have, all I can do is point it out, which is you had an investigation that ran for 15 months, which could have been concluded in just a few months. There was never any question that the president had not engaged in criminal wrongdoing. He was the self-reporting party here. He had turned the documents over upon discovery, cooperated in every respect. And yet somehow in this report, uh, the special counsel felt compelled to engage in this irrelevant, unfounded and often pejorative commentary. And I think it's clear that uh, that commentary is inconsistent with department norms. And let me just make one point. I want to stress it. The special counsel... Is bound by the norms and policies of the department, like any other prosecutor. The special counsel regulations provide that he is bound by those norms and policies. He doesn't have an exemption from them. There's some view that perhaps because he's okay, a special well then counsel, good.
4: So, so great. So then, so then, when he's when he goes before the House committee, they can have at it. And then, if the White House really believes. That the special counsel messed up here, then release the transcripts, release the interviews, release all of it, just release everything and shouldn't show everybody and let let people decide for themselves. Um, Sid asked me on Twitter, do you think people formerly in the CIA still working within the CIA doing stuff but not getting a government paycheck, they do what they do because they believe certain things are necessary? I think that they go on to get lucrative consulting deals within the military industrial complex and the swamp and they need to keep that going. So they still do things and they still, many of them have security clearance and yeah, I think that they wind up, um, it never really ends bottom bottom line. I don't know if they've officially announced charges yet in the shooting in Atlanta. Uh, it did not fit the narrative though. They were a couple of thugs who were engaged. It appears to be in some sort of gang activity um, And I, I I don't believe the police have charged him yet. The, the cops have 24 hours to either charge these guys or release them, and obviously they won't release names if they uh, until they're charged. So I don't I don't know exactly. I have not seen any update on that yet. But obviously, you know, the White House is typically making it guns and about about guns and everything else. And it, it, there's no. I mean, these were these were street criminals with guns probably illegal i'm gonna guess and there's nothing that you can say that would would have done policy wise anything with that uh new york times is claiming that the white house clashed with the justice department over the special counsel report they say there was a test the exchange whether whether the justice department violated its own guidelines in releasing a report with comments disparaging president biden well again you know this is the point that i made earlier they can't have it both ways. It's either the report was disparaging of Biden and should be dismissed or the report is accurate. And then it shows Biden had all these documents and, and, and then he, he disseminated them, probably to his son Hunter. and It probably leads back to Ukraine and that Biden knows a lot more than he's saying. So you can't have it both ways here and they want it both ways. They want it, they want to go on and try to make it about the president's memory but then at the same time they want to act like uh you know there's there's nothing to see here. Well sh- then then if if Biden's memory's great and there was no issue then release everything. We could have we could see it all for ourselves. It's interesting how they're not doing that, right? All right, we got a um, fourth and final abbreviated hour coming up. Uh, um, Russia will be the conversation, including nukes in space. But before I do that, my great friends at Cherry Hill Volvo, uh, I want to thank them for being such wonderful sponsors of the show. You know, we broadcast live from the Cherry Hill Volvo studios, and there is a sensational sale happening over at Cherry Hill Volvo this month. How about a beautiful S60 courtesy Volvo for less than $29,000? It's an incredible opportunity to experience luxury for less. These are courtesy S60s with less than 5,000 miles on them. They are selling right now for less than $29,000. There are a limited number available, so don't wait on this one. Right now, Cherry Hilvavo is undergoing a massive renovation to their dealership in order to serve you even better. They are open, have ample inventory, and they are ready to meet you today. Now is the time to get the luxury vehicle you deserve a Volvo from Cherry Hill Vavo. It's a great time to visit with many incredible incentives available. So hurry to Cherry Hill Vavo to get a courtesy S60 Vavo for less than $29,000. Cherry Hill Vavo is the most accessible Vavo dealer to Philly and South Jersey, right across the bridge. Judith, Yosef, and the entire team look forward to meeting you. Cherry Hill Vavo is where relationships matter. They prove that every day. And remember something, there's only one Vavo dealer that stands with Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, and that's Cherry Hill Vavo. So please, remember to stand with them, because in this age of cancel culture, they are proud to be our studio sponsor. Cherry Hill Vavo, where relationships matter.
2: Rich Scioli, weekday afternoons 3-7, Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app.